0: Thank y'all for tuning into politics, religion, and whiskey, the Josh Terry podcast brought to you by Raising Grace Studios. Today we've got uh, some folks with bigger names than what we're used to having here. It ought to be fun. Uh, we got some wrestlers, and uh, I hate saying it like that, but it's always funny. Um, I'm not going <laughs> to fuck up your names. I'm going to let you introduce yourself. And the table.
1: I love some. Motherfucking controversy. They call me the big LG. I own that shit just like I own Doc Gallows. I am one half of the Good Brothers. We are one half, I am, of the Impact Wrestling World Tag Team Champions. Appeared on AEW in the main event like I do every motherfucking week all of a sudden. And guess what? I could not be happier to be here. In southern middle Georgia, talking some shit, talking some wrestling, and being a part of a good goddamned podcast. If you want to hear the worst podcast ever, that's Talking Chop. It drops every Sunday morning, wherever podcasts are heard. So crack a beer, take off your pants, listen to the hashtag worst podcast ever, and now here we are on the second worst podcast ever. I got a hell of a lot of good co-hosts. I'm going to shut the fuck up and let them get to it. How the fuck am I supposed to do anything <laughs> now? Well, brother, I am a, uh, I, I am a, I'm a one-man promo machine. Dude, I'm glad to be here. in nobody. the... the I mean, I thought I was fucking good at this. I'm going to do this like Ricky Morton said, I'll do this for a goddamn living. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized how fucking bad I am. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Listen, awards no, and I fucking just realized how bad I am. You need to look this. around this room and realize how much better you're doing <laughs> because in the basement of my 8,000 square foot brother mansion, my wife does not want to hear shit out of my mouth. My podcast studio is a minuscule 120th of what you have going on in here and I got fucking dick envy looking. Well, you're fucking six seven. I also have dick oh, empty yeah. yeah. You know how fucking cool six I skin be. boots, 65 Chevelle. I don't have either one of those with me right now, but imagine what it like I did. I should have been fucking wrestling. <laughs> I'm, I'm we could have been on. partners. We, you would have been good yeah. at it. <laughs> yeah, damn right he would.
0: We, it, it, we look like fucking the off-brand version and then the name-brand version.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you got a little better beard. I got a little longer hair. I don't have any hair. I'm lying, don't I'm lying like fuck. No, what okay. matters is this Saturday. You want you a promo? No fucking promo. This Saturday, the January thirtieth. Impact Wrestling's Impact Plus app comes to Lions, Georgia for the first live event of the new year. You're going to see the Good Brothers, the Impact Wrestling World Tag Team Champions. They may have been at AEW this week, tagging with the Young Bucks. And they're going to be in action the Machine Gun, Carl Anderson, myself, the Big LG Doc Ellis. That's why I can promo like a motherfucker. We're going to be in Lions, Georgia. We're going to do New Year's Clash. We're going to bring Eric Young. We're going to bring Machine Gun Carl Anderson, We're going to bring the VLG Doc Gallows. We're going to bring those Impact Wrestling World Tag Team titles. We're going to bring a world class professional wrestling show in the middle of a fucking pandemic, whether they want it or not. We are showing up. Zicky Dice, he left the NWA. This is his first independent appearance. We got Big Logan Creed. He's bigger than I am. He's seven foot fucking tall and he deserves better than what he's getting right now. I'll say it right here and I'll take the heat for it. I don't give a shit. We are going to do it live. It's going to be hard-hitting professional wrestling. The Legacy Performance Center in Lyons, Georgia, I got a heart on for that shit. It's one of the best old-school performance gyms. I don't care if you're a high school kid trying to get better at baseball or an old man trying to get your blood pressure down. This is where you need to. I got my man Bolo sitting right across from me I usually don't rhyme so good I'm going to keep it going But I lost it So fuck, take it over We're going to be there It's going to be this Saturday night The doors open at 6.30pm 7.30 bell time We got 8 matches It's an action packed card From the girls to the boys You can bring everybody From the kids to the grandparents It's family friendly Everybody's going to be there it's a family friendly event and I can't wait to see each and every one of you want to shake every hand in that fucking building Saturday night. That's right, baby. We're
2: super excited about you coming out and joining us up there at Legacy Performance Center. Again, it's like Big Gallo said, you know, it's not no it's no type of gym that you're used to. I mean we have everything from indoor batting cages to softball to baseball, football, MMA, boxing, wrestling, strength, training, crossfit. Everything you can imagine in a gym that's what we have there. Super excited to have it. Super excited to welcome the, you know, professional wrestlers all over the world just the the great names all over to come in and, you know, do their thing. So we're super super excited and super so glad Mr. Gallows is part of it. If you're
1: a red-blooded American man or female and there's a hair on your dick, you better be there Saturday night. Have
0: a uh, have y'all got hooked up with the recreation department over there yet? Uh, for the wrestling promotion, are you talking about for the, uh, for,
2: for like the, what you're doing? With oh, absolutely. The absolutely. Matt, Matt
0: Smith is uh, one of my boys. We went high yeah. school
2: together. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have, we, uh, we've and talked with, boy. uh, Park and Park and we also talked with the Vidalia Rec Department, everything yeah. like that. Spoke with the athletic directors. They've come out, checked it out. Everyone's coming there and kind of love that old school, that old school feel. Just kind of fell in love with it. Kind of like
1: my brother. to see it.
2: Hey, my brother. I
1: love what you said, man, because old school professional wrestling is what the South is all about. That's what it embodies, it's tradition. You know, I've been coming down here for years. I remember when I was in TNA the first time over a decade ago, and I came down here on the weekends I had off for Scotty Bullwinkle, and he'd fill up a gym down here in Lyons, Georgia, and it was just a bunch of rowdy professional wrestlers. I just wanted to have a great time. It's good versus evil, and we see who wins, man, and that's what it's all about. I love it. It doesn't matter. You know, we're very fortunate right now. Leaving the WWE, we're on Tuesday nights. Impact on Access TV, 8 p.m. every Tuesday night. Wednesday nights on TNT with AEW. But you know what matters the most to me? I don't get to see real people anymore. So when I get the chance to get into an intimate setting for 500 people, come to a town in a state that I live in, and have a good time and feel that energy again, that's what it's all about. That's what we're gonna do Saturday night. You got Eric Young, Impact Wrestling superstar, a former World Heavyweight Champion, taking on John Schuyler, an up and coming guy from from uh, from AEW. And I'll tell you this, you know, I'm gonna beat some ass Saturday night. That's the that's the match. If you're a sure. work rate guy, if you're a wrestling fan, if you're a professional wrestling purist, these guys are gonna go the distance. I'm gonna I'm gonna beat the shit out of them. Too. That's just what's gonna happen. But what I'm telling you right now is this is a world class professional wrestling card coming. I live in Jackson, Georgia. You know, there's 6,000 people. Yeah. You come to a town like this and you get the opportunity with what's going on in the world right now. There's a pandemic going on, there's social distancing, there's all these things. We're going to adhere to all that. If we can put three or 400 people in this gym, we can all have a good time watching and doing what we love. It means so much more to me. I've been to Madison Square Garden. I've done the Tokyo Dome. I've done WrestleMania. I've done all of it. But my friend Jake Machine Davis is sitting across from me right now. You may not know who he is, but we started out in West Virginia in front of 20, 30 people. And it doesn't matter if there's 20 people or 20,000 people. Say it, baby. You lay it on the line and you entertain the people. And I I thank all of you who are listening that are going to come out. We don't even have any ringside tickets left. We don't have any VIP tickets left. Spend your $10. Bring the kids. Come out. Have a good damn time and enjoy some good, hard-hitting professional wrestling. That's red-blooded American Entertainment, and I love that. You're fucking golden.
0: (laughs) I'm just telling you. I'm still... It's not just that you fucking have done all this shit from somebody who's working in radio to doing this now. All right. (laughs) It's just like, you know what? I should go fucking flip burgers. <laughs> no.
1: I, I, no, I, I like to hear myself talk. That's the problem. Oh, fuck. Me <laughs> too. Yeah. yeah. God. We what? made a good living out of it. I love this studio. Our studio is not... We can't sniff shit on this. This is beautiful, I know. brother. Well, y'all
0: can come here anytime and do Whoa. y'all shit.
1: I need y'all to come back. Don't don't it because we'll overstate over
0: <laughs> When, when y'all get a chance in a second, because for people who, who don't know, these guys were fucking cool enough and gracious enough that we played a trick on somebody tonight. And uh, it's somebody that y'all have heard on the show several times uh, before, Matthew Burton.
3: Still fuck you for that, but
0: okay. <laughs> oh, He, he ah. can very much on that. Enough with the pleasantries, <laughs> straight to the fuck you. Oh, no, he will, he'll, he'll do it. But he deserves it. Uh, but no, so Matthew's done a show. Uh, he's gonna tell y'all just a little bit about him and his uh, and everything. But you guys, I just want to thank y'all from the bottom of my heart, and everybody that has uh, heard Matthew's story. When they hear what y'all guys did tonight for him, surprising the shit out of him, uh, dude. I can't. I've had some cool people in here, and that's the coolest shit that's happened. I love that. Man. That, that cool, is brother. That cool. is like, I mean, it's awesome that you guys are. The, the event this weekend, which we're going to, Raising Grace. I love it. All of us are going to. Uh, but y'all doing that, and uh man, that's just something special. it A lot of people will big league the fuck out of you. <laughs> and y'all know, I'm friends with musicians. Musicians in a heartbeat will big league your ass. Hey, hey. brother. The, the, <laughs> he said, and I, I'm not dropping the dude's name because I still fucking, I love him from watching him grow up. Sure. But... He went to somewhere, he wanted a picture with somebody, and they wanted to charge him $80 for the picture.
1: Well. You know, we, we go through this a lot in the big league and, and all that, but wrestling came from the carnivals, man. Like like Jake the Machine Davis, my friend here, he hasn't said a word yet. He's meant a few
4: words. I'm trying to keep it at the time. That's the most important thing in the wrestling business. After that introduction you gave yourself.
2: I figure we got well, to stick, stick, stick to your job. job, Why are you talking? Yeah, you stick got to your job. That's it,
1: baby, yeah. But
4: Gallows ran over. But, Somebody's got to shorten that shit. You know what? Like,
1: like this, I don't I, – I, I'm going to do an Art Anderson – reference right now i don't like to toot my own horn but toot, toot. uh we were we were on the main event of uh of aew tonight on tnt tagging with the young bucks and that's all good that's all fine that's great but my friends in the wrestling business go gallows you're so carny why are you going down to middle georgia where you live why do you want to run wrestling why do you want to because it's what i came from it's what i love and what the look on our good brother's face over here, who's going to take a big sip of brown Lekka out of his bottle right now. That, to me, is more than all that other shit. I love it. That's what that's what wrestling is. That's what it should right. be. That's what we love. That's what we grew up on. So, seeing that, if I could put a smile on your face, it means a hell of a lot more than than all that other shit. You know what was shit.
0: cool about it, though, to be honest with you, in this world that we live in now, is... Y'all didn't ask for it to be put on social media. No. Like, you, you did it, even though I'm going to put it on social media. Well, you yeah, should. It, it,
1: that's what we all it, do yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. That's but what y'all all,
0: do now. But it was never to where you was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do this for some clout. No. You did it because it was the fucking cool thing to do. Well, yeah. this is, that, that's what I like
1: Yeah, that's, that's, that's so a, cool, this brother. This is true. As I'm sitting here, I, I didn't know this element of it until I walked in here, and they go, hey, we're going to finish doing this watch-along, and we, you know. Yeah. If you listen to talking shop with doodling stone cold every Sunday morning, uh,
0: we get fucked. I just got wood. Uh, we, do <laughs> a, Nail, we do a yeah, of weird fucking, shit on there. Fucking did stone cold. But, hey, what's but, your name? What bro? When you, <laughs> but when you I didn't <laughs> I didn't
1: I didn't understand that our good brother would be here. I just they said, Hey, you're gonna go over here, this is a good guy, he's gonna do a podcast. I said great, wonderful. Then I walked in and I realized that we were surprising the good brother here and uh that perked me up out of being pretty drunk in the truck. And uh it, it you made me have a good time. How are you not <laughs> drunk in a truck?
0: Right. I mean fuck. Right. But Damn it, man. If you don't know, like if right that there. doesn't
1: give you chills or straighten your dick out, then fuck off. Yeah. That's my opinion.
0: Well, and the and the thing was too, with Matthew. You had no idea. Matthew is uh he's got a fucking great story. He's battled cerebral palsy his whole life. He petitioned his high school, the where, where we're from uh, to have wrestling because he wanted an activity he could do. Sure. So now because of him in Dodge County, there's wrestling. Yeah. yeah. And he does MMA training still. He does. He told he, me he, about he, that off the air. That's amazing. He fights. He's done a couple. Um. But the inspiration he's provided to people and yes. let's give him one, folks. Let's give him one. Goddamn it. Appreciate it. Yes. Hey, I'll
1: clap for that. That's as American as
0: it. That's is. it, baby. Here we go. It's even better now. We told a story on uh, Facebook or TikTok Live all ago. Matthew in uh, – can I tell you your record? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Okay. I mean, uh, Coach never going to live it down anyway, so go ahead. <laughs> his, record, his record in high school in the two years they had it was 0-33. When you do wrestling, you, sure. y'all know like yeah, – Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, that when somebody loses, takes away points right. from your team, they get down to where they're going oh. to the, the state, uh, state tournament good or whatever one. his senior year. He tells the coach that uh, he doesn't want to do it. He yep. doesn't want to hurt his team. And uh, he was going to back out for oh, his team. Man. No. He's the one who started the whole rest right, of the right, right. program. But he knew that if he lost, it was going to take away from the team. That's being right, right.
1: selfless, America. Listen but, to it. But it's
3: also the fact that I'm ultra competitive and I hate losing. So I was like, fuck it. Right? I'm, I'm yeah. hurting myself and I'm hurting the team. More importantly, I'm hurting the team. So like, I don't want to lose anymore. I'm sick
1: of it. Doesn't matter uh, about your arms uh, and your legs, but your balls are weighing you down. That's, that's it, brother. That's it. That's it, it man.
2: I tripped over and walking in, oh, brother. I'm not gonna lie to you. Go with Jesus.
1: You, you can't walk behind him.
0: <laughs> God. But no, the, co- the coach and the team wouldn't let him fucking quit.
1: Man. They they would rather see Matthew If nothing else comes out of this podcast, listen to what the man just said. Yeah. That that that's is hard. Sir. That's what we, yeah. we, we had
0: a guy in here that served our military for thirty years yeah. on New Year's Eve. Uh, he just got back from Guantanamo Bay, yeah. and uh, he's retired now, and he's a law enforcement officer. Thank you for your service, by the way, Donald. Yes, sir. If you listen. Yes, sir. Donald's book has made everybody at this table cry on New Everybody's table cry. There's like 15 of us were hammered, but it was in a New Year's Eve podcast, sure. and Donald looked at him in front of all the rest of us It's like, just so y'all know, if I was in a foxhole. I'd rather have him and his heart than the rest right. of you. There you dude. go, baby. That's what I love. Yeah. Right exactly. There. And,
4: that, and the biggest thing about that is that passion. That's the most yeah. overused word in wrestling, but it's also the most underutilized because there's so many people that want to say they have it, and then there's the few people that show it. And that's most exactly what you did. Word in
1: life. Passion that's isn't it. limited that's
0: to that's the people that step through the ropes. Yeah, passion absolutely. is yes, across the hear? board.
3: First thing I wanted to do was be a pro wrestler.
2: There you oh, go, baby. There you, you go. About to be
1: once, <laughs> right
2: yes, now. sir.
3: Because my dad, who was my biggest inspiration, was a huge wrestling fan, and so of course I followed suit. And I'm a big wrestling fan. I started thinking I could train for it. And then we found out I couldn't run the ropes, which is fine. Okay, cool. Sure. So, because I mean, my balance was off with me running the ropes. So it's like, okay, cool. What next? MMA just happened to be the thing I fell in love with. And yep. ever since then, it's like my passion shot up through the roof since I was 17 years old. And here I am still trying to do it, even though, you know, I don't know where I'm going next. Cause three weeks ago, I pretty much thought I was going to die. So.
1: Wow. <laughs> I feel like but, a, lot, a lot of the time I talk for a living, but I never hear anything as good as this. That's yeah. such good shit. Yeah. I
3: appreciate that, man. That's a huge honor coming from you. But, um, yeah so like it's now it's just kind of a waiting game and see what happens but like I'm so glad I got to be here like this is one of the best surprises I've ever gotten in my life and to be one that hates surprises like this one was worth it you were right,
0: fucking right. hard to trick into it. <laughs> I
3: was, I was uh, literally uh, about I, to go uh, home uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> no, and I,
1: and fuck I'm this I'm out of here and it
0: wasn't y'all yeah. they came in here he's doing a documentary yeah yeah and, uh, him and his, his friend Josh are. And so Josh gets done and Josh works for the government. So he has to work real hours. Yeah. And, uh, not
1: like the rest of us. I work on shit if Oh, I don't do so like I do Josh anything. is
0: like, I, he knew about it. Yeah. And he's like, I've got to go, man. Like I've got to get up. And I was like, well, fuck it. I'm taking him home. Yeah. Hey, there's not a chance in hell that he's, no. he's missing this shit. Right. Right. And, uh, and then, like, he, you could tell, he's like, why the fuck am I staying? Yeah. yeah. I don't, I was like, oh, I don't mean to be here, and it sucks. <laughs> yeah. There, there's some fucking guy calling in on Zoom. Some dumb to motherfucker's be is gonna be on the Zoom call. What was insane, though, is because I felt out the situation, because sure. I would have felt horrible if, like, you'd walked in the door and he'd be like, he like, would have been like, who, who the, the, fuck's the fuck's this? Who the fuck's this? So, like, <laughs> I said your name a couple hours ago. <laughs> I said your name a couple hours ago. Yeah. And... He fucking as soon as he heard it, he knew every fucking thing about you. Yeah. And I realized He's a true good brother. I, <laughs> I try tell, to
3: be, you know. You yeah, know, I, tell,
0: I tell people all the time, I'm a Christian, but I am not an example setter.
2: Yes, sir. I, absolutely. I fall hey, into
0: hey. that character. Here, here. You know what I'm saying? I believe in what I believe in, yeah. and, and I don't have to prove my shit to nobody. So sure. me and God. Yeah. But you Amen get mo- you get moments like this to where it's y'all fucking probably didn't want to come here. No. Well, I, I mean, I wouldn't. Like, if y'all didn't know. Brother. Me, you know, the thing is, you're where you're supposed to be at the time. I you're mean, supposed to be in life for a fucking reason. That's Honestly, right, baby. And y'all are supposed, supposed to be, be here to work. Dalia, and, like, y'all, you lined it up. You don't even know. Fucking, y'all the ones that wanted to come <laughs> do the video editing today. And Kenny right. messaged me yesterday. Yep, yep, And I was like, oh, fuck it's twine, this. We're intertwined. This shit. Yeah, I'm yeah. just going to be a fucking sneaky snack. I'm I this shit. Up. The funny
3: thing was, he goes, he goes, do you know Doc Gallows? And I go, yeah?
2: Um, oh I saw that. I was a witness to that.
3: I go, I go Oh yeah, I, I, I
0: Snapchatted y'all. That's yeah. what I forgot.
3: I go this, 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 and he What a
0: disappointment
1: away. when you finally met me, right? <laughs> no, no, no. It
3: was more than I expected.
1: I thought be you'd long. be better. <laughs> <laughs> I was lucky enough,
2: I was actually lucky enough to walk into the room before, you know, Gallows come walking in and everything, and I saw you tell him, say, hey, guess what, brother? You know, Gallows is here, and dude was like, I he's like, fucking you know. <laughs> no. <laughs> he was like, fuck, bro. I was like, I'm not sitting in that chair. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> oh <my laughs>
1: like, People oh react God. to me in a lot of different ways. I, I love pants shittery. That's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, right? absolutely, man. Hey. I, I don't get it a being, lot, but I'll take it when I get it. Yeah,
3: absolutely, man. I don't. Know what to say right now because and he, he never shuts man,
1: the fuck up. You know yeah. what? <laughs> I will tell you this, and this is not to promote the show because I'm a walking promotion machine. Everybody says, "Oh no, shit, day. I haven't heard it yet." <laughs> but this Saturday, <laughs> oh, January 30th, Lariato Pro Impact Plus, fuck all that. You're walking me and the machine gun to the ring. He doesn't know it yet. We're gonna be, you know what? We're gonna be wearing those Impact Tag Team titles. We're wearing those Lario Tag Team titles. I know the booker. I got a feeling we might win. And I can't wait. I want you to carry. Can you carry all four of them? Or which one do you want to fucking wear? Because it's on you, good brother. That's right, man. Because coming in here, made what we're doing Saturday, mean so much more to me. I got a son who grew out of this. And it hurts my heart that he's, he's a teenage kid now. And dad's not cool anymore. But to see you pop for it, like. It's fun to watch yourself on TV. Hey, if man. you got all that four, shit, if you got four belts,
0: I've got a nine year old
1: <laughs>
0: that all this shit is named after. My daughter's name is Gracie. I yeah. Love that. So uh, you, you might have to let him hold three and let her hold. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I got, I got, the more I, they hold,
1: the less I have to do and I, I can't get in a, trouble for swimming like them. they're a dick. because I got in trouble got <laughs> to, And Tony Khan said, hey, doc, you know, I love you and I appreciate what you're doing, but you don't can't pretend it. that the belt is a dick anymore and you can't pretend to smoke joints on TV. And I was like, I'm very sorry. and I will <laughs> not I have a full-blown nine-year-old so instead,
0: Caucasian child.
1: say so yeah, instead, I'll let your children
0: do <laughs> it. Yeah. I have a full-blown nine-year-old <laughs> <laughs> Caucasian child and she would shit if she was on TV. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's my thing is like, I, I don't know full blown uh. she's full blown There's what's her ethnicity <laughs> they fucking expensive
1: have you seen yeah. on Black Market holy hell yeah. <laughs> God. Oh, that's, a, that's some weird stuff on the deep web I hate yeah. it <laughs> oh, we're not allowed to talk about what oh, right. up <laughs> <laughs> in this my no. <laughs> like, some i up in this my name's Stone Cold Steve Austin, but I ain't got no fucking taste <laughs> I'm fucking. Next time you rise my farm, it's hiding in your fucking pants. <laughs> <laughs> That's one, like you're about one. About the same size, there, brother. i all all I hate to tell you, me, tell
0: all to to tell to you're to about the
1: same size. I'm the heat magnet. It's okay. If you've ever heard of a little fellow named Sex Ferguson or watched a little paper view named Talking Shop Mania, it's available Which on I'm Fight looks- TV One and Two. It lives there forever. And watch out for Talking Shop Mania Three coming We're WrestleMania sad, weekend I live on paper.
3: Eventually,
1: I'm gonna watch it. Oh man! Well, eventually, I'm gonna get your ass on it. There, there you we go. go, baby. Hell yeah. See, with the live Matthew, audience, this time. Matthew had
0: this idea a couple months ago when he,
1: when he did the podcast. That's something like he's it. been wanting to do. Let's do it. He
0: has uh, he has been wanting to the, to keep fighting and everything, which I you I got I, to, put, brother. I got, you got you to. to. Yeah. I push him to, but the thing I've been trying to tell him is his story and the way that he motivates, even if he's never able to fight again, because it's hard to find an opponent for Matthew. Well, him being able to tell his story and, like, be around guys like y'all or whatever, it helps, like, push no him and, like, his journey and his
1: story and I motivate think, I think he motivates all of them. Absolutely. You know, there's a little fellow on the couch over there that I know the viewing audience probably can't see right now. His name's Vernon Love. We named him that. He's the worst Elvis awesome impersonator in the, in the entire South. He looks just like Bill Dundee. Uh,
0: he the world. It looks like Bill
1: who? Bill Dundee. I don't know if y'all ever heard of a little fellow from Memphis wrestling named Bill Dundee. <laughs> but Vernon Love has like got a Pringles four. can. Vernon Love's missing six. Always he's missing six toes out of ten, aren't you, son? And he's ready to fucking fight tonight. And I feel like y'all two could have yourselves a hell of a fucking shit fight. Right, Vernon. Vernon, yeah. get up here. Vernon, show them your dancing. Show them your goddamn dancing. Let the people see it. The people see it. We, they're gonna need to hear it. Oh, no. You, it better, make old, you better make sure. You
2: better make sure old Pringles Listen, cans adjust sell to sale first. My
1: name's Sex Ferguson, and my alter life, but I don't sell sex. That's what sex looks like. Have you ever Absolutely. seen <laughs> sex live? That is sex. It's
2: exactly what it looks like.
1: Vernon, dance for the people. Look at oh, that. Oh, look at it. Oh, Look at that. He what? slapped my
2: knee twice. Did you yeah. see that? Oh, Jesus. Jesus! Show I him your fucking, satchel
1: ass. I, I heard it. Show oh him that
2: my
0: fucking God. beautiful ass. No.
1: God. You, you look, look like Danny so DeVito after
0: diabetes. That's, a good one. <laughs>
1: that's new. <laughs> hey, satchel, you satchel ass. That you. That's, not. Right. Yeah. That's, I, that's not new. I stole that from Terry Funk. I, <laughs> oh, man. I
3: have,
1: hey, satchel <laughs> ass. That's <Thessy laughs> your rose.
3: I have like.
1: Ask him, good brother. Yeah, hey,
0: I, this is your show tonight. I'm just yeah, sitting here drinking. It. I'm just, you always say I'm gonna, that gonna every shut time the, the I'm fuck up eventually, man. Because <laughs> you
1: got better fucking shit to say than I do. I yeah, just, and you like, not I like, <laughs> and you, well, you like drinking. And you like drinking, homie. I can't shut up, so you gotta ask, so I'll shut the fuck up.
3: But man, it's all right. So in MMA, we have the you know, you get up and coming fighters, amateur fighters, sure, who are. Scraping at the bottom of the barrel to get like
1: burdens,
2: They're hungry, baby. They're hungry That's to the Vernon
3: top. You know those them. hungry guys that are not, terrible fighter. You know the, that are not you know making what they want to make. You know and try to try to get to there. that level to that. I hate to say it, but that Conor McGregor level because nobody's ever going to make that amount of money. But like, sure. how was it for y'all coming up and being on that same level as? As an independent.
1: Well, dude, I, I'll say this, and, and nobody knows he's sitting here, but he just happens to be here because he's my legitimate best friend. Uh, Jake the Machine Davis, the name might not be known in the wrestling circles other than our region, but like, when I started, this dude was, uh this is pretty fucking funny. He was... <laughs>
4: What, five it's hard to tell years? where this might go. About five years. <laughs> about about That's five the best years
1: stories. He's about five years older than me, and I was dying to get into pro wrestling. I left high school. I had. I didn't want to. My dad wanted me to go to prep school to go Division One. I wasn't fast enough, so I took a Division Two scholarship. And all I wanted to do was be a pro wrestler. That was. I was obsessed. With what was your that.
3: scholarship for? For basketball? For football? For oh,
1: football. football. I was, a, I was a center. I was yep. an all-state center. And uh, I would see these guys in the local bars when I would go home. And they'd have these big cuts on their foreheads and shit. And I'd walk up to them and I'd go, hey, what the fuck is that? I'm waiting. And, and now I know when we're best buddies, he would go, get this fucking kid away from me. He's a fucking mark. He's an idiot. He's whatever. <laughs> and uh, and they told me that years later. But I was so intrigued by what they were doing that it drove me nuts because all I wanted to do was figure out how to get into it. Yeah, I was right. dying for it. And he can tell the story probably better than I can. But uh, once I got into it, it, like, it overtook my fucking life. And right. I've been doing it. And now here we are 19 years later. This has to be an obsession to be good at it. That's, right? that's Oh, same, yeah. That's I mean, it has to be, right? Like, yeah. And, and like, you know, it, it was funny because we were sitting there. We were down here in... Uh, and Lions or Vidalia tonight at the Red Stag Bar, and they go, like, you're on TV at the main event on TNT, and you're sitting at a bar with a bunch of people you don't know. You get a T-shirt table out there, and you're selling tickets to an indie show. Like, why are you doing that? Well, I don't have to do that. I'm obsessed with pro wrestling since the time that I was 10 fucking years old. And I have this thing in my impact deal that, wasn't part of my impact deal that i put in there that i'm going to produce content to go on our app because we have a streaming service and i love to promote independent wrestling why i could be home in my big ass house with my beautiful wife but here i am sitting in some fucking bar watching wrestling because i'm obsessed with it it's the same thing it's a passion uh it might be the death of me but It'd be a beautiful death, though. Whether it's WWE or New Japan or TNA or or fucking AEW or ROH or whatever, or I'm 55 years old sitting here lying. Hey, boys, you coming out on Saturday night? You know what I mean? He's 55. That's what happens. Ain't, Ain't no, no way saying you're
0: saying
2: fucking. No, I'm my oh my god! god. boy is about shit. I was like, <laughs> shit, bro. That <laughs> water in West god. Virginia you, is good dude, shit. Well, no, Holy he he hell! I wasn't
0: 55. He's when, a kindred spirit, you, is what well, it is. How good would I've looked, yeah, dude? I was <laughs> when you just said that, I just realized how fucking far down the genetic line I was. <laughs> yes.
1: I was thinking I'm fucking five ten. I'm thirty. Yeah. I'm thirty seven. I am fucking 510 i am 30 i am
2: 37 i do not admit that. Well, shit. If you're fifty five, it makes me sixty.
1: Holy shit. Yes, for twenty. I
3: was
2: 30. I love the the fact that Josh looked directly at me when he thought you said 55, and he's like, what the fuck? Did he really just say that? Professional wrestling. He's 55? Professional wrestling
1: has been my mistress, my drug addiction, my vice, everything you're not supposed to have, but I've loved it my whole life. You're not supposed to make your job your hobby, and I've done that, but I don't don't know how to do it. I I
3: freaking love that you said that because I'm in the exact same boat. It happens buddy. since I was 17, all I wanted to do was do MMA. like yeah. in, whatever, in whatever capacity I can do it yeah. whether that's being a promoter, whether that's being a trainer, whether right. that's being you know a matchmaker, whatever I can do to be a part of the sport until the day I die. You it's,
1: have the like, sickness, it's, it's yeah. I want to the do the sickness, man. Like, they, they, there's an old chapter in a Roddy Piper book, and he says, You have the sickness because why are you addicted to something that only hurts you? Right. Ooh, exactly, ooh, why? Yeah. yeah.
0: But Check. but Check if Liddell you figure also, out a so.
1: way to make it work for you, is it sickness? Right. I don't mm. think it is, man. Because therapy. Whether there was, right. you know, I was so lucky for all these years, and I'm I'm not good at what I do, but I got I can talk a little bit, and shit i fell in it. Right God dang, bro! Man. I got to make millions of dollars doing this yeah, shit. Exactly. I would still be doing it if I made thirty bucks because yeah. I'm too dumb to quit. So fuck it, man. It's your passion. Well, to you, do it. you've got
0: people that either control their demons or their demons control them.
1: And uh, I've been on both sides. <laughs> you know, I,
0: <laughs> you could have had way fucking more demons. Well, then wanting to do what you're doing. So, so I got to know. What's the craziest thing that you've seen in wrestling in,
1: in the business? <laughs> so, this is a, a question that you would ask to a normal pro wrestler who's been on tv would come in your studio and he'd go like well one time my nose got broken or i got hit with a chair my journey wasn't like that you know i started with these guys when i was 16 17 years old and uh i went to wwe when i was 20 years old and i got fired when i was 25 and to a lot of those guys that were in my era that was the end of the wrestling was over and they went they Became realtors, or they worked for UPS, or they became businessmen. and I, I didn't want to do any of that. I wanted to go you to Mexico, Puerto that. Rico, Japan, do all that shit. And I found myself promoting wrestling in a little country called Nigeria, in the third world. And uh, it's been documented, but uh, I was down there. And I, on my fifth tour, I went home, and I, I had about $6,000 taped to my legs because there was no TSA at the time leaving Lagos Airport. So I had to tape the money to my legs to get out of the country because you can not have over a thousand dollars at the time and I would tape the money to my legs and I would leave the country. And when I came back the seventh time, uh, the promoter decided that he wasn't going to pay for anything we were doing anymore because what they were doing was they were presenting professional wrestling as a real sport and they were going around and showing tapes of like me getting beat up by The Undertaker and then me beating up The Undertaker going uh this guy was an american professional wrestling champion now he's here wrestling the nigerian professional wrestling champion so the nigerian government which i'm not allowed back in the country via the united states state department which is so fucking weird said if you go back there's a bounty on your head um they were going around extorting money from these local businesses and saying you have to support professional wrestling Makes no sense. So I was wondering why I was getting all this money to go and wrestle in these empty arena
0: You all right, big fella?
4: Yeah, yeah, <sighs> a
1: little... i go good. good. I was go around wrestling these empty arena matches. And, um, so like the sixth or seventh tour, all of a sudden I'm feeling like this isn't going well. Like there's no crowd, there's nobody coming to the shows anymore. And they go, "Well, we changed the capital of Nigeria from Lagos to I can't remember the name of the city, somewhere in the middle the country. We're gonna fly you there. You can do an empty arena match for the general. And then we're gonna fly you back." And then you can fly. Like well, general,
0: as in probably who their president is. And
1: we need your we need your passport. And I was like, Ooh, whoa, fuck that, bro. This, this is, they don't play over there. This, this is getting weird for a 28 year old kid who shouldn't be in the third world running pro wrestling. But here I am. Uh, so I took a, a guy that. I used to have a wrestling school, and I said, You're, you've got to come with me, because I if, if I fucking get killed, at least you can tell him what happened. <laughs> <laughs> He'll probably kill you, too. And he was dumb enough to come along. And, uh, we, hey, flew, yeah. we flew to the middle of Nigeria, and we go, and there's like an open air. It's not a stadium. It's a 5,000-seat little venue. And there's a hard camera in the middle of it, and there's one guy in a suit and tie and the guy next to him and a camera. And this fucking six-year-old guy comes out, dressed up like the Pope. And the deal is, I got to wrestle him. I have to bleed, and he has to beat me because they need the footage. Then we can fly back to the coast. Then once we get back to the coast, we can fly back to America. And I'm like, well, the fuck is in. So all that happens... And he's wasting time, wasting time, wasting time. We come out. We have the worst professional wrestling match you've ever seen. I have a Jack Daniels t-shirt on a pair of camo shorts or something. I cut my head from eyebrow to eyebrow. I bleed everywhere. They get what they want. They film the shit. And we go back. And I'm like, we got to get on this plane. I got to get these guys home. I got 10 Americans in Nigeria. And now I'm starting to go, things are getting fucky. And we go fly back to... we go to fly back to the coast, and we get to the airport, and, he, and they go, uh, oh, there's no ticket for you or your friend, only for him, the guy who's the champion of Nigeria. And I was like, oh, shit. God damn it. I flew over here in first class eating fucking shrimp bigger than you know my right hand, and now I fucking don't even have a flight back to the coast to get home. So he goes, I got no money, I'm sorry. So I whip my credit card out and I buy two flights and we fly back to the coast and we get there. And then all my other guys pull up to the airport and they go, hey, they fucked us. They didn't pay for the hotel, they didn't pay for the food, you owe them 20 grand, whatever. And I was like, I'm a 28-year-old kid. And I walk up and I fucking, you know, what you would do. I yoke the guy up by the lapels and I go, you fucking motherfucker, you piece of shit, fuck you. Fuck you all of a sudden like I'm not surrounded by the military I'm surrounded by people in like Lakers jerseys and fucking whatever they got from the Nigerian goodwill shit, Captain Phillips and shit and M16s oh, yeah, and they're pointing at my shit. fucking face and it's third world pirate shit like you watch on Amazon and I was like what the fuck did you and do and you know how you want to sound like you're well, a tough, to get, fucking hey, cool guy. First he and shit himself, and, you, and then you, we go you, from there. You know how I want to say that at the end of the story is I told him to fuck off? That ain't what happens in that situation. I went, I got a 4 year old son at home in my home in Atlanta, and all I want to do is get on this plane and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so I fucking ended up begging off. I had to eat the fucking 10 grand I had to pay the guys. And I loaded on a plane, and instead of going back to Atlanta, we ended up at LaGuardia in New York. Like, that that's what we always laugh about. I flew in first class, eating big shrimp, drinking champagne. I flew back in a middle seat in coach. <laughs> and coach. Uh, and <laughs> we got to LaGuardia, and my phone rang, and it was the United States State Department. They said, hey, man, Nigeria's the most corrupt country in the world right now by our account, and there's a bounty on your head, and you cannot go back. And I was like, I don't want to. How the fuck does this happen to somebody? Oh, my that's God. That's what happened, man. But, like, that's how wrestling was for me because I didn't want to quit. I didn't want to get a job at UPS or try to go work for my dad's glass company or whatever. And then the next thing I did was I started to promote wrestling in South America, which actually was pretty fruitful. And uh, we did two good shows, shows down there. And I, I took Bill Goldberg down there somehow. And then uh, after the second show, we came back and we were planning the next one. I was I was making fucking a lot of money doing it. And then uh, they they fucking double tapped the motherfucker and shot him in the head. Whoa! He was dead. There's mm. no more pro wrestling in South America. So like, wow. my wrestling journey is a lot different than everybody else because I was too dumb to quit, and I just kept doing it and. Well, that's a, that's the same thing. Too dumb or too
0: when, passionate. When you got a, when you have a passion or an obsession like like you got fucking uh, bull riders. Bull riders almost die every we time they get on. We watch shit on Netflix all the time. Yeah, bull riders the second they get on, or even before going, I know there's a chance they're going to die. Too dumb. Quit, and,
1: it's 50-50. Yeah, well, they'd rather yeah. they'd rather
0: live with the chance of dying than live without ever doing what. That's they love. The weird, Absolutely, that's absolutely.
1: the that fucking performance gene that lives inside of you does yep. sound so fucking stupid it is. Well, it's is like, I'd rather have that high and die than never have it and it's dumb well think about it well, we yeah. all have it yeah absolutely like, like, I, like this guy sitting over here who hasn't said a word like we've been in, in fucking basketball middle school gyms and falling on thumbtacks and cut our heads open and bled oh, like God. pigs in front of 200 people and there was 200 bucks on the line and we never should have done it but we just wanted to to prove a book well, true point I don't know it's just a weird passionate thing well it's
0: every is one thing that people fail to realize when you have a passion or an obsession is your definition of living and my definition of living are completely two different things yes sir that's is, right if that's right. you don't do wrestling you don't consider yourself a living that's right. That's why you get all these guys. And I've
1: tried cocaine, but I've never got the same high as I got from fucking following the thumbtacks with him weirdly. I know. No, how well, no that it, it makes
0: perfect fucking yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it makes crazy fucking sense. It's so weird. I mean, the you think about it as everybody has a void in their life they're trying to fill. It yeah, yeah it absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Part is
4: that pro wrestlers, the void can't be filled. You have to keep going.
2: That's right. That's right. You can't get high enough high. That's he, for sure.
4: Gallow was the poster boy for that. That mentality is: I just hit the ground and keep going. It doesn't matter what happens. If I if I go to WWE at 20 years old and then I leave at 25, I'm going to hit the ground running. I'm going to go to Puerto Rico in two days after that, and in Japan, and then. Wherever I go, then I'm gonna start. You don't want to be the guy control. left in the dust. I'm, I'm gonna to go to no. Nigeria and bleed, like he just exp- like the most dangerous country in the world. It's the most dangerous country if you're gonna to bleed too. Like he could, he could have died. <laughs> or just people have of AIDS per capita. I said, well, planet. I didn't know that. Yeah. I wouldn't have cut my head open. Maybe I
1: don't know. <laughs> you
4: don't, you don't get to think that far down the road. You're thinking about right now. What's tomorrow? Like what's, what's the next day? The next day, when you, especially when you're doing it, at a schedule that he is, The guys that are in that situation, you don't get to slow down. You have to that's keep it. going because if you slow down, people pass you.
2: Absolutely. And that's
4: the way the business Sometimes works. It doesn't matter if you're on way. an indie level if you're on every major company the planet's ever seen, like he has, you can't slow down because as soon as you do, somebody's going to pass you and then people are going to forget about you. And nobody's forgetting about him. And long after he's, everybody at this table is long gone, they're going to remember the name Gallows because. He made his mark. It I, knew after my, I knew
1: after my first run that I was a fucking terrible lackey to CM Punk and like no one was going to give a shit about that. There was no way to make a living after that. After about a year of <laughs> doing like, I go to the county fair and be the guy who used to be with CM Punk. But after that, like, what is it? I'm out of the business. I'm working for UPS. I'm right. bringing your fucking Amazon package. Or I better figure the fuck out and make you go like, oh shit, like I had to pay to see this guy. Yeah. no don't, I'm your neighbor. And fuck your neighbor You ain't gonna pay to see him He's <laughs> a good neighbor no. You ain't gonna pay money to see the motherfucker though It's right. so
3: weird that I can That's relate true, to bro. That. It's so weird that like yeah. You The star that you are I can relate to that Because I feel the same way about
1: But stardom is measured in such a Like I'm a star right now in your eyes But if you didn't see it for six months It goes away man
2: Yeah absolutely I, I don't, ba- I don't to, ba- to to that To me
3: would oh, uh, I would still be like I've followed, followed you since the festival Yes, day, thank which, you. But which you I had a I'm question saying. about that too. Oh, i love. Yeah, let's do it. So, we talked about it a little bit before the podcast. Yeah, but um, how did you feel portraying that character? Because as somebody with a disability, like I found it, it was entertaining. Yeah, slightly.
1: It's a little offended. off-putting. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah,
3: mm. yeah. Off-putting, slightly offensive. So I, just like the Eugene character. I, I, wanna, didn't, I, I wanna, didn't. like
1: that either. I want to answer that twice. My initial response to it was this: like, I was in developmental, and I like for a very small time. Right, right, right. I was in great shape. I was this jacked-up guy. I had fucking. Black eye makeup. I brought a tarantula in the ring, and they said you're gonna be the third brother, the Undertaker, and And I'm like, well, see, I had no. By the time I'm 23, I'll be a millionaire. No, uh, yeah, I would have <laughs> said, "What are the fuck you want me to do?" Yeah, <laughs> man, let's I mean, do it. I I mean, there's not a fucking doubt. Yeah. Well, then you want know, me to wear what? Well, then uh, <laughs> yeah. And then the human element steps in. I failed the drug test, and they tell you that you can't fucking travel with a fucking tarantula <laughs> anywhere, no matter what I tried to go, oh, there's Tosatra, they don't give a fuck. Right. And, uh, and that ended, I worked Val Venus in a dark match for Monday at Raw one night, and then uh, I went home for 30 days because I had a trainer who I love and will never bury, but uh, he, we did old school Japanese training he training, 500 squats a day, 200 pushups, I'm in the ring for six hours, and and, and I had two ruptured discs, and I was 22 years old, and uh, like that fucks you up. Right.
3: Yeah. No shit. No, no
1: oh doubt. yeah. You know. And then he was like, "Are you a pussy or you?" And I was like, oh, yeah, "I mean, don't, know. I don't know, man. Like, I don't know what you want me to do." And then all of a sudden, it was like, "Whoa." They can't do the spider and all this shit. I was supposed to debut at WrestleMania, the 2006 one, when Boogeyman wrestled uh, Booker T. I was supposed to come out from the ring right. and kill both of them and put the spider on them. That was the debut of the freaking Dean. That was gonna be the third brother of the Undertaker and Kane. Right. Like I was like, I'll be a fucking millionaire by the time I'm 24. Fuck it. Right. All right. I
3: understand. It doesn't me... Work like
1: that, and then they go well, and then Paul Heyman, who, has always. <laughs> Stung stuck me a little bit.
3: Right. Yeah. Uh, he, I got a question he, about He that. gave
1: mm-hmm. the spider thing, because Boogeyman didn't... They were like, he just does the clock, and they gave him the worms. Right. And whatever. It doesn't matter. Right. And then that became that, so I didn't do that. And then I went out and uh, I did a couple of freaking digging matches. And I loved it. And I would pin the guy and I would drop the spider on him and I'm like you can't travel with a spider around the United States. It's, there's no way to do it. It's all this animal cruelty shit, whatever. Okay, cool. And I don't want to do the Eric crow thing that we just did a year ago. Yeah, with the, the fake
3: Fred spider. spider. Yeah. But no. I
1: would have done anything at that point. I would, fuck. I was making five hundred dollars a week, dude. Like, get me on TV, please. Yeah, Nothing. Yeah.
3: Understandable. Um,
1: was
0: the motivating so factor that, for you more the money or the fact that you would have got to be there with the Undertaker and Kane and these big names? Well, I, I would so, almost bet you it was more the people you were around. So
1: it's usually a package it, deal It was too, really weird, man, was because money, you know, oh yeah. because like six months in, they called me and they go, "Hey, you're, you're, you're gonna go wrestle Kane." I was like, "I can't do that. I don't know what I'm doing." Yet. And they're like, "Well, you're gonna do it or you're not." And I did it. And like, well, you did pretty good. You're pretty Character shit came in. They like, well, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. And then all of a sudden they would go, well, you can't have this spider or whatever. So I went from like the guy with the coolest gimmick in developmental, who was going to be this big star. It's like I had nothing. So I went back, and they had hired Henry Godwin, and he was going to tag with, with my good friend Ray Gordy, who's Terry Gordy's son. They were going to be the new Godwins, which would have been a low card act, but they would have. You know, had a good six-figure gig, whatever, and I went, like, fuck, I don't, like, I, I don't know what to do. Well, then Henry had, like, a personal issue, and they either fired him, or he left, or whatever, he had a kid who passed away, it was really sad. There was this, like, they wanted to use this fucking pig farmer act, whatever, for whatever reason, So I was like, I got nothing, so I, I started watching uh, the blue-collar comedy act right. thing. And I said, let me do a promo. I know I can talk. So I went in, I cut a couple of promos, and I was like, okay, cool. And we did a couple of tag moves, and we became the thing. So they took us to SmackDown, and uh, we were going to be the new Godwins. And I'm like, well, neither one of us is a Godwin and this ain't going to last. But if it gets paid for a couple of weeks, whatever, I'm trying to get fired. And uh, we, we started doing that, and uh, we're going to debut on SmackDown. Then all of a sudden, they come out with brand new hey then you guys in Vince's office and I'm like us? Like right. The below us down. We're, we're below shit. I'm going to tell you at this point. Right. There's shit and there's us. Yeah. How intimidating is that? It wasn't as intimidating as you think because we're below shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting on the lose uh, at that point. Well, yeah. If, if you're somebody and you called in there you're like oh fuck but like for us we're just like Okay. What's, what's the uh, all we, we can do is go up, Yeah. Oh, no. Are we going to make less than 500 a week? Because I don't know how we can even live. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we can. We'll die. <laughs> so we walk in there and he goes, Hey, have you ever seen anybody who's catatonic? And I go, no, sir. let do this. This band goes, and I go, hey. I tried to do it back. He's like, not like that, goddammit, like this. So you start making the fucking fastest face. Back. The, the fastest face. Yeah, hey, y'all can't see it. we got yeah. his goddamn face. right I, right I remember, like I remember ten ten the face. right, minutes, right? this that's motherfucker, the and then he goes, okay, and when the bell rings, you'll go crazy. And then when it rings again, you'll go back to being catatonic. And I go, okay, He goes, that's your gimmick. And I was like, no, fuck. And he looks at Gordy and he goes, "And you. What's your favorite color? And Gordy goes, Ugh, yellow? Oh, and I was like, that's God. a bad answer. <laughs> of all the fucking <laughs> colors. <laughs> and, 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 and Vince McMahon goes, Okay, get a yellow singlet. You'll be his handler. And I was like, What the fuck? This is our gimmick now? I'm the fucking <laughs> special ed guy. You're my handler. And that became our gimmick. Yeah. And then, and, and, and what you were saying that we talked about off the air earlier, I'll tell you this. So, like, I had a couple years doing that. I bought my first house. It felt weird. Like, because you got to understand, when you grew up wanting to be a pro wrestler, I thought I was going to have long blonde hair, which I couldn't grow. Right. A sweet Ric Flair robe, which I didn't have. Right. I was going to fucking have a golden tan. I was right. going to be the man. You thought you knew And that? now I'm Festus. Right, right? Right.
3: So I can imagine. So, for so you fast
1: forward here. that, they go through that, and then they decide there's nothing for Jesse anymore, but I'm 6'6", and I can move a little bit, and I'm getting better. I'm not as green as I was. They're going to repackage me. they're going to put you under a hood. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. And all these ideas, and then I became the straight-edge guy. Anyway, this is where I'm getting to, that I wanted to tell you, and i we're talking about on air, and I wanted to say it to you, because I want to know how you would feel about this, because the most... I, I have, been a performer, as we all are, Yeah, right. you have things that make you feel very uncomfortable, but you do it. Like, we can sit and roll off our tongues and roll off our backs and tongue-in-cheek, and we can fucking ad it. we can talk shit, we can do whatever. He can fucking turn this around into whatever he wants, because he's the host of the show. Right. I was in Palmetto, Florida, right? And they go, hey, um, this is an FCW show, but you're here. So they, I got this mask made and all this shit. So I was gonna try it out. They wanted the Undertaker to see me work in it. It was a big deal, you know. I think, well, but well, you're here for the week, so we want Festus to have on the show, So I mean, main roster guys. It'll be like a kind of little draw for a little 200 people shows. So, like I was like the name on the indie show kind of thing, you know. Whatever, cool, whatever. Okay. So I do three or four of them and see. Got a little Festus match, whatever. We we get in this this little bar and grill somewhere in downtown Tampa. And uh, Tom Pritchard is a friend of mine, a very dear friend of mine. I'm not bearing him.
3: Right, right. i heard of him. Whatever.
1: So it's it's a bar. There's 200 people out there or whatever. And Festus is going to come out. I'm going to do Festus. And I come down these stairs. And they don't tell me shit. There's, a, there's like pipe and drape. I walk down the stairs onto go the stage. And they go, once you walk on the stage, do your beauty shot. do Festus doesn't have a pose. It's, and then he watched the <laughs> thing, and they ring the bell, and I beat the shit out of somebody. They ring the bell again, I go back. This is the smallest I've ever felt in my whole career as a pro wrestler. They hit the music, the music's great. there's a little pop. Cause they've seen me on TV for fucking two years, whatever. I walk out. I'm doing the fastest thing, and it was a uh, it was a Special Olympics appreciation dinner they fucking Mm. tell me that. So the stage. Oh, man. The stage is all them and their families. Right. Then I'll have to walk through them. Then I have to go down to the regular fans. And I have to get in the ring and wrestle. And looking at those parents, looking at me, was the fucking worst. I've been proud to be a wrestler. And I love doing it. It was the worst I've ever felt. Like, it made me feel like the biggest piece of shit. Because... They knew that I knew what I was doing and I had to do it. Right. You, you want me be- you you make it you feel better? It was fucking awful. Yeah. You want me make you feel because better? Because they're like, better? and then I'm trying, like, I do the match and I'm trying to, like, walk back. And I can't even fucking look at them. Because, like, right. they're just going, like, fuck you, dude. Like, right. we live with this. Fuck you. Yeah. But it, it wasn't my idea to do that. Right. I never would have done that. And see, man. That, that's it, why. It just hurt my heart. That, because I have kids.
3: Right.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: That that's why I said when you told me that off air. That's why I was like, dude, I'm sorry. Because like, I can imagine. I
1: would have like, never fucking done that. Right. Ever. And see. Ever. And and Dr. Tom Pritchard is a friend of mine. Right. And he didn't understand that. Right. I would truly believe that. And see that. But I felt like such a fucking piece of shit that like it. Yeah. I still think about it. It was right. so weird because I just saw those moms and dads going like
2: is that a pretty fair assumption that's the ho- yeah, fuck
1: you well, well the it's- thing is I'm thinking about it like though everybody
0: in this room is in the movie radio yeah 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 you've seen Forrest Gump and yeah. all these other things right I watch there's no when I'm being entertained absolutely right. I know that when I watch that I'm I'm but watching
1: seen, but a live performance of it
0: but mm. think about it like though, too though that hurt, that I, this is where this is where like people might think I'm an asshole and insensitive. I want to hear your okay I would think that if I was a child and I looked in the mirror and I knew what my reflection was and I had a I had a disability, but then I saw someone in the ring that mirrored me, I, would, I do not think that they would see it as you making fun of them or anything. I think I it might even be kid, all the lines of I don't following. know
1: that the kids did, but looking at the moms and the dads. But who were you
0: wrestling for, the kids or the moms?
3: Bro. Well, let's let Matt
1: say That's, so. a tu- that's a tu- Yeah That's a tough one. Go ahead, like,
3: Matt. See, that's what I was about it was, to
1: say. That it broke my fucking heart. And, like, I've always loved doing this, but that, that, was, a, that was the worst I ever did. I that's was what felt like I really, a piece of shit.
3: That's what I was about to say. I'm sorry you felt that way. Because, like, for you, like you said, it hurt your heart.
1: Yeah. For
3: me, it was, it was one of those things where, okay, I get it. Because for us, for people with disabilities, and no, I'm not saying that, you know, mine is better than anybody else's. Sure. Anybody Anybody with a disability. Right. Correct. For us, it's important to get any kind of re- representation on TV.
1: Absolutely. Don't
3: it, it it that was the part I, don't,
1: I didn't understand because you don't know how to, like, I don't know how you guys feel. About right. That. See, and I don't want to make you feel bad. Right. It's supposed to make you feel good. Yeah. See, like, the
3: difference between your character and Eugene, like, Eugene's character hurt me worse because I knew people like that. Yeah. Yours, I could kind of tell was a, you know, I, a could te- yeah. I could I can tell it was a gimmick. Yeah. So like, I understood it, and yet yeah, made me uncomfortable. But I I got it, so it didn't offend me as and, and, much. And, and as, at the
1: end of the day, you know, it matters more what you feel about it than what I felt, right? And I feel like I never talk about shit like this. It sounds like such a fucking pansy, but no, I just it, it's, I, it's I felt bad because I didn't want to look at those because I'm a dad. Right. You know what I mean? I didn't want to look at the moms and dads and them going like, you fucking, fuck you. Right. And the kid, but, but there were kids who were happy when the bell rang and I went crazy and I beat his ass and the bell rang again and then they liked it. So, right. maybe it's alright.
0: It's not It's not a pansy, by the yeah. way. It's just being real. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just having a heart.
1: That's like, okay. would, you,
2: would you say that was probably one of the most difficult things you had to deal with in the wrestling business? You know,
1: I've been in front of fucking, I've been, not because I have any skill because I've been lucky and I've tried real hard I've been in front of fucking 100,000 people there were 200 people in there and that like was emotionally more I was more invested in that than I was at fucking Wrestlemania or the Tokyo Dome because I was like I don't want these people to feel like I'm a piece of shit yeah because like I'm supposed to make them happy mm-hmm. I mean, it's more intimate probably when you're
4: like tell yeah. Yeah. universally speaking the wrestling business is always like there's there's no limits like Nothing is that's off the limits. Too, like, until you figure out where that limit right. is. Yeah. like, oh, no, no, we but, need to but, back but it but off. nothing's off limits
1: when we pointed our cocks on TNT. That's funny. But it's like when you touch a nerve that's a real nerve, and just like you're doing something wrong. Well, and just like the cock pointing thing, somewhere, somebody's going
0: to get offended. I mean, you are offended about cock pointing, I
1: explain the cock pointing thing. There's nerve
0: for everybody. That's what I was going to say. I grew up. I grew up with the fucking co- with the DX thing. Oh, that's yeah. the best. That, that, like that. I remember being like in school doing that shit. Right, right. But very much like, like he was saying about it wasn't my idea.
4: You know. It's yeah. Like, the talent never gets to make those choices, but the people in the office doesn't quite look at it from the same perspective as the guy has to walk out there and do it. It seems like a great thing on paper. Yeah. But whenever you're the guy that actually has to go out and put yourself in that position, yeah. then it's like, well. They're not looking at. It. They're looking at it like, well, you're the you're the tool that we're building this with. You just uh-huh. do what we
2: what you right. to
4: do. You do what we tell you to do, and that's what builds what we're trying to build. They don't get that choice. And it, I mean, it's it's such a clash of of I don't know perspectives because the person making the, the ideas and the person executing them is two different worlds apart. Whenever right. they they don't get to have a say in that kind of thing, you know, right. there's no creative control unless you're on the upper echelon. So you just like Gallo said, like, you go out and do what we told you to do, or we'll find somebody else that will. Like, he didn't have a choice. You either did or he didn't. Somebody else will step in that spot in a heartbeat, you know what I mean?
2: Well, you had a good question a while ago. Yeah, you know, and like I said, I think Luke pretty much well, or I'm sorry, Gallo's pretty much well, you know, touched on that, talking about the hardest thing in the business. And, you know, of course, you know, in my wrestling career, I didn't, you know, I couldn't, you know, have a drop in a bucket compared to some of the things that Gallo's been, uh, been able to accomplish, but – You know, one thing that I'd like to touch on after he touched on, you know, one of the hardest things he dealt with was when I first got into the business, you know, they had me billed as a bad guy. And, you know, I have a heart that's as big as this room. And, you know, I have kids like Gallo and everything like that. So we had done the show. They brought me in as the big muscle. I come in. I done my spot. Everything was good. Crowd popped. It was beautiful. Well, afterwards, some kids caught me outside. And, you know, again, I'm a bad guy. I'm a heel. So some kids caught me outside, and they come over there, and they said, "And you know, I'm green, Lord Jesus, I'm green." Well, these kids come up, and they're like, "Bolo, will you take a picture with us?" So of course, you know what I did. You gave I, it up, I did. I took a picture with them, stood there, and done the whole, you know, hey, you know, this what nothing. Well, by that time, the promoter come by, and he saw it. It was out in South Carolina somewhere. The promoter come by, and I've never got he asked you and. Like, I got that day in my life. He come up to me, and he's like, let me tell you something. i mean, little bitty guy. I could have popped his neck. But he was like, you know, you're a heel in the business. We're promoting you to be this, you know, big old bad guy. You got to always do it. And I said, well, listen, partner. I said, they're kids. I'm not going to be able to, you know, shun these kids. like." But he looks at me, and he says, well, I'm telling you, he said, if you're a heel, you have to be a heel. It's real. You know what I'm saying? So even though I turned around and I said to myself. It
1: real to Him or them?
2: hey i don't know but i turned around and i thought to myself i was like man this dick don't talk to me you know that's kind of my mentality but i'm driving down the road and then the longer i stayed in the business the more i started thinking you know was he really that wrong you know and it was hard for me because i don't want to walk by and shun a kid but well, i want you to hate me if i'm playing part. a
1: part yeah it is it I, is I felt like- for all these years jake and i and our friend Leslie Leatherman the way we started we grew up on the Horsemen and Ric Flair and Tully Blanchard and Greg Ballantyne and Wahoo McDaniel they are hard nosed motherfuckers you know we talked about this today we were in my beautiful gym in my beautiful house that I have because of modern wrestling but I wouldn't have Mm -hmm. and it's a hard line to walk because in their eyes like Jim Ross I did a spot on AEW that didn't air that I showed to you guys I think Yeah. Where it's the new school shit. We we pass a joint on the floor to do a power bomb spot, and then I put it out on the guy's back. And standards and practices, they nix the spot. Fine, it's the DX NWO <laughs> shit that we right, grew right, up right. on in the nineties. So we're all right. in our thirties, which is why y'all
3: throw up too sweet to to this day.
1: Every time we meet, we throw up two sweet.
0: Right? right. What, what blows <laughs> yeah. my mind. But over.
1: but yeah. you have that balance of like. I, like Jim Cornette will go online and go, he, he, he's he been he's been good to me because I know Jim. And he'll go, well, at least Gallows looks like he can beat their ass or whatever. <laughs> but they hate all that. And I get why they hate all that. Because I grew up on the Horseman. I grew up on Harley Race. And I grew up on Walker McDaniel. And I grew up on these hard-nosed motherfuckers. But here's the deal. If you subscribed to all that... You ain't going to make hundreds of thousands of dollars. You ain't going to make that fucking... You ain't going to be on TV in the main event. You ain't going to have a seven-figure job. You ain't going to live in that big-ass house. Like that's, that's just the reality of it. The business change. And I love that they get to talk about it and still make a living out of it. And they might be right. And I do love that kind of wrestling. But fucking Young Bucks... But you they are millionaires for a reason, right, right? And they do cool shit. Plug me into that, brother. But, but you're 37. Wrestling, though, right?
0: wrestling evolves, dude. You said you're 37. I'm 37. Well, like, I'm 37. Yeah, well like 37. Yeah, well, like me being 33, we grew up in that attitude yeah, error. Sure. With Damn right, all we did. That, shit yeah. that probably made you want to do it in the first fucking place. Yeah. That's what made so me want like to do it. So it's ingrained in you. So when they start, so they go, no, "Hey,
1: you go." They go, "You can't point your dick on TV." And I was like. That, the Attitude Era never made it, but much. I sure want and to. It's the best period of wrestling. Oh, ever absolutely, in absolutely. Said, yeah, absolutely. That's why when we went to Access on Impact, I loved it because Scott Demora goes, "Hey, we're rebuilding this company. You guys, be you, be you in Japan." And I come out and I pretend the belt is my dick. Right. It's funny. People like it. It's I. It's not a serious. I'm not doing a sexual gesture. Right. It's just I've did it for years. Right. Yeah. I walked I, out on TNT and. Tony Cobb pulled me aside and said, hey, Gallows, man, I love you. We're getting along great, but, like, this is TNT. So you can't pretend you're smoking joints and you can't pretend like you're jizzing with your belt. And I went, I understand that. Thank you, bro. I won't. I get it. But what makes wrestling cool? If you're the outlaw motherfucker who drinks and smokes and fucking... I'm not going to lie I on your cool podcast. I do that in real life. You come there's over to really my not. fucking mansion, only, only I'm going to really fucking drink really, and smoke and Maybe, point yeah. at my dick. Yeah. Yeah.
3: That's what I do. Only,
0: there's <laughs> that's only
3: what
1: I do. It's that that that. That an elevated that's version of yourself. That's that. what's successful. That's what makes wrestling work. And you have to be willing to Because look, I want to, in my real life, I want to be the Doc Gallows character. I'm not. I'm Drew, who has to take his kid to school in the morning, but I want to point at my dick. Right. I want to smash beers all day. You're a grown I, fucking man. I, I want, want to fucking eat. throw up two sweets. <laughs> I want to fucking drive my go-kart around. I want to do all that. Right. Fuck it. That's what makes it cool. <laughs> not right? Not right. Grown That's grown why man. we I all don't. marked out for the NWO and DX. We did. Yeah. Fuck yeah. it. Yeah. I'm telling you, I don't remember
0: hardly anybody else on those well, rosters. I know, babe. But if they were not. <laughs> she goes, you do that. <laughs> if they were not an outlaw in my mind, I don't remember. Stone Cold Steve Then fuck them. Yeah, exactly. Stone Cold fucking could never get away with slamming beers. At work. Now no. And shit now. No. Right. And if you ask, I, right. I, I won't ask y'all, because y'all were actually associated with him, but like growing up, Stone Cold was like, oh I'll tell, my I, fucking I, I, I
1: don't guy. Mind, I don't mind telling you any of that. I'll tell y'all. So, who, was, who was
0: somebody that... When you were fucking a kid, you was watching it. Who was that guy that just pushed you over there? All of y'all. Okay. Because y'all in the business. I'll tell you Who the whole thing. Who pushed you into wanting to be you? I,
1: I was watching Saturday morning cartoons, and I saw Jake the Snake Roberts with green tights on. Yes, sir. And I went, like, that guy looks weird. And he hooked the DDT and he dropped him, and he dropped the snake on him. I was like, whoa. Yeah. And the next thing was a Hulk Hogan promo. That's and I went, I went, are you fucking kidding me? If I don't do this, I'm a failure at life. And I saw that, and then, you know, you're eight, because we're the same age, roughly. are close enough. And then I become a teenager, and I get mad because all, all these other fucking idiots start liking wrestling. I'm like, you guys don't even get what I know. Oh, but, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I remember when Steve then there, was born. Then, then there's Steve Austin. You know? <laughs> yeah. Then there's fucking Steve Austin doing double burrs. There's fucking Kevin Nash getting more pussy than anyone I've ever seen in my life. He and he's six foot 10 <laughs> If you don't want to do that, like, fuck off. Um, That's why I do this now. (laughs) is (laughs) Is it
0: safe to say, like, even outside the locker room now is not what it was back in the 80s and 90s? Right. Are, are are the the minds? Because now I, when I look at fuck, you, look like the Not real fucking deal. Not in my locker room. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you you look like the real fucking deal. You look like you lived a life. But a lot of these guys that I've seen now, TV, two, there are two guys. They look sweet as fuck. One of
1: them's named the Machine Gun Carl Anderson, and the other one's named the Big LG. And we've kept it alive, but right. you're right. It just
0: seems different. And that's not attractive to me. Like, being around you now, and I know that there's still, like, some real motherfuckers that I grew up with loving. Yeah. Like, it makes yeah. me want to reinvest myself in it. Wrestling's still alive. You just yeah. got to figure out where i right. will
3: oh, yeah. I'll tell you, the guy, the guy for me that made me, like, really want to do it, other than guys I grew up watching with my dad, like Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan, but the guy that made me personally want to do it, Shawn Michaels. Sure. Shawn Michaels was, to me, the was best, was man. the guy. And he, to me, to this day, he's still the, the number one guy as far as performance. Think about
1: why guys. you liked him. He was the best what he did in the ring.
3: And he was brash All as fuck. All the girls wanted to fuck him. And didn't give a shit.
1: And he was cool. Yep, exactly. He didn't give a shit.
3: I remember, I remember that one time he did his pose thing and collapsed in the ring and my mom and I like I cried. I was like eight years old. I cried I really, and went running to my mom, talking about Shawn Michaels. Dude, I, I,
1: this is a real story, and I, I, I want like I want what? Jake to talk on this just because like he's an integral part of my past. But the reason I'll tell this story, I think you understand. I was 26 years old, right? And I got fired from WWE the first time after a five-year run, right? I was fast. This I was Luke gallons, I whatever. Right. And these guys, he had four kids and a wife. And a year older than me. Hey, you want to come do the show? I go, yeah, I do. We can pay you this, yeah, whatever. I don't care what you pay me. And I said, well, I want to prove a point. Well, what's the point? Well, I don't know. So we fucking cut our heads, fucking coast to coast. We fell in thumbtacks. Mm-hmm. We roll around in barbed wire. And all I wanted to do was show people that, like, I wasn't some fucking WWE pussy and that I wouldn't do all that. But I wanted to go to Mexico. I wanted to go to Puerto Rico. I wanted to go to Japan. And I didn't want to be just some fucking athlete out of college who went to WWE. I wanted to be a fucking pro wrestler. And I remember we were doing it in our hometown, and there was, you know, seven, 800 people in the building with my dad. And he's fucking got me on the top rope, and he suplexed me with the attacks. And I look over, and my dad's. <laughs> oh, fuck. He's still mad at us about it. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Every time he gets brought
1: up, but all like that. that we wanted to do was be pro wrestlers and prove that we could do it. I don't so think there's anything in the world wrong with it that. Well, well just, and the thing that was like he was talking about the old hey, I got school 4, compared to the Four thousand thumbtacks, and I go, oh, "That sucks." I guess we're we'll following him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it was
0: that that
4: clash of the old school and new school mentality because he came out of the the new school at that time and. It was a stack card. you flared to the promo on there. Funk was the referee in that match. Um,
1: that was our. That's what we there, always... Bikin when we get, when he comes down Marlito to my was fucking... Christmas he comes to my mansion in Georgia and we get hammered and the wives go to sleep, you know what we do? We really watch nice. me and him in that gym in Kaiser, West Virginia with Terry Funk, referee, and us following thumbtacks <laughs> every fucking time. No, don't fucking we so don't, yeah. we I, don't I, watch WrestleMania. We don't watch the Tokyo Dome. We don't watch... Any other bullshit, we watch me and him with Terry Funk, our hero, yelling at us while we roll around (laughs) on thumbtacks. And every... Fucking it, it, it's,
4: it's bittersweet and, funny and you can call
1: us marks or whatever, but we just love it. I don't know. But, yeah. and
4: you you guys obviously can attest to sitting around this table knowing that he's about as grounded of a brother as there is. But I know I'm in love with the cat. The thing is for me personally, like obviously he's wrestled in every company you can get to, every major building you can get to, every Literally fucking everyone. country on the planet. <laughs> and and I still look at him like he's the fifteen year old kid who used to come up to me in <laughs> the bar kid. So. after we were wrestling. Yeah, he's thirty seven years old. Like, I, I used to, to walk
2: up to him in the bar and <laughs> I, I thought his name was Big Mark for like the first two years I
4: knew who he was and I realized oh, wait that's not his name and then, then you know then once he got old enough to legally just, be allowed to perform in the wrestling so, business I loved and, it
1: so much that I couldn't take it and, and the
4: thing is he still I has the same it. like sparkle in his eye for pro wrestling there's there, no reason for he us did to that be first, in like you know, no offense there's no
1: reason for us to want to have a show in Lions George, like I, I'm on impact and I may have been at AEW but I cared more about selling tickets at the bar and Lions for the show Saturday well, than tagging with the Young Bucks on TNT because I love pro wrestling. It's that's just, right. It's well, well it's speaking, like, it's, it's in you, man. If it's in you, it's in you. You can't deny. It. Well, speaking of that, I think that's how we end it. Y'all promote the
0: show a little bit more. I would love to have all y'all come back next time you're down oh, around I'm this way. I'm having a great time.
1: I'm not leaving. Fuck okay, <laughs> it. <I, laughs> Where's I, I, the are air we, there, Are you kicking us out? What the fuck? fuck. No. <laughs> I yes. did.
0: The, the, oh, the, hell. The, the
4: wives have wanted to leave since before we got here, but it's 2 o'clock with an hour and a half. Let's, y'all
0: promote the stuff y'all got just for this weekend, and we'll get off of here.
1: And uh, I, we're going to do this again. I'm
3: we we, we have to. Fuck out of yeah, yeah, yeah. We have Every to.
1: Sunday morning, a new talking shop drops anywhere podcasts are listened to. But the big news is this, Saturday, January 30th. Impact Plus taping for Lariato Pro Wrestling. You're going to see the Impact Wrestling World Tag Team Champions featured and winning on AEW this Wednesday night will be in action here in Lions, Georgia. You will see Impact Wrestling former World Heavyweight Champion Eric Young taking on AEW's John Schuyler. You'll see each and every star from the Lariato Pro roster, including... The talking Shop of Mania pay-per-view superstars. When I say superstars, I use the term loosely, but you're going to see people from every realm of professional wrestling, from AEW, Impact, ROH. They're all going to invade Lions, and you know what we have? The only goddamn thing we have left are $10 general admission tickets, and there ain't a lot of them. So this promo sucks. What you need to do is show up. Saturday night, Lions, Georgia, Legacy Performance Center, live professional wrestling. With an audience for the first time you're going to see it in 8, 10, 12 months. I don't give a shit. We will be there. We will be live. The Machine Gun Carl Anderson, the Big LG Doc Gallows, the World Tag Team Champions representing Impact Wrestling. You will see it live and then it will go up on the Impact Plus app, $7.99 a month. You can see every pay-per-view in the history of TNA Wrestling live right there. Fuck you. I'm going to- <laughs> I have
0: nothing to <laughs> say. And I'm going to firehouse subs for lunch tomorrow. Be there. Yeah. Be I'm there.
1: Cleveland steamer.
0: Yeah. Fuck you, you guys. Don't be. I'm out.
1: All right. Thank you guys thank <laughs> for listening to Podcasts. Thank you very much.
0: Whiskey, the Josh Terry Podcast. We'll catch you next time.
1: Good time. Yes, yes sir. Well, thank thank you. you. Thank you, bro. No,
0: thank you. Thank bro.